my way of building artistic is also to listen to the performer and see how they would interpret their message, you know. Most of the things are behind the curve and this is why it's magic. I guide the audience into a completely another and different and sometimes it's surreal world that they can have different moments of their emotions and after the show, you know, they would say like, yes, oh, it's uh, beautiful. So it's more about uh, how to tell a story through this physical construction. It's, I don't even call it an architecture, it's more like an installation. Welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast and hello. We're putting the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the globe, the culture creators and the backstage masters. My name is Anna Rob. And my name is Anna Aguilera. Today we're joined by Cyril Lamy and Duan Lee from Vietnam to discuss all things design and show creation in Vietnam and Southeast Asia. Cyril Lamy is the founder and creative director of SLA Designers, an awarded design agency merging scenography, lighting and architecture and offering innovative, creative and technical services. Graduate architect and scenographer from France, he studies and practices internationally for, for 20 years, particularly in Asia, where he established his studio and gathered a multi multidisciplinary design team growing since 2016. Cyril's designs combine space, light and story with the intention to offer striking experiences to visitors and audience. In his early practice, he collaborates and oversees thrilling operations, which must be mentioned, urban operations in France and our foundation in Thailand, the Chaplain's World Museum in Switzerland, Bespoken Theatre in China, and a series of projects in entertainment, cultural and art. Since launching his own studio in Vietnam, Cyril has strived to transform his passion into meaningful missions and the wish to raise cities night, the city's nightlife, quality and create unique spaces for culture and art. After six years of operation and over 70 projects in Vietnam, he elevated his studio to a leading role in the region, collaborating with major developers and governments and achieved international recognition with several trophies, publications and contributions as a speaker. Today, Cyril explains his collaborations worldwide for further exciting projects while keeping raising awareness for durable practice of design in Southeast Asia based on his fundamental values of integrity, diversity and sustainability. Cyril is also a member of OISTAT, Organisation of Scenographers, Theatre Architects and Technicians, and the IALD, International Association of Lighting Designers. Vietnamese-born Tuan Lee began his circus career as a professional juggler before moving to Germany. In 2019, he joined Cirque du Soleil as a solo artist and later worked as head choreographer on the 2015 production Turk, inspired by James Cameron's landmark film Avatar. He founded Nouveau Cirque du Vietnam with Vietnamese French co-artistic director and musical director Lan Maurice and Nat Lee Nguyen. The combining their international circus experience, the childhood friends now based themselves in Vietnam to present artistic interpretations of Southeast Asia identity. The upcoming decade with Vovna, he plans to create with younger generations of new Vietnamese-based potential creators to advise them for a new format of performances and artistic creations that would build a new theatrical destination with international standards for local audiences in Vietnam. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Anna and Anna. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hello, Anna and the other Annas. Thank you very much for having us today. Thank you for being here. Now, I first want to start with, with how do you two know each other in this uh, network? I, I don't actually remember, I think. Uh, of course, we were living in the same city, in uh, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. And, uh, of course, my show was playing uh, year, year round at the Saigon Opera House, I think. And uh, I, I can't really remember how we met, actually, Siri. Me, I, kn I know you from your from your show first. I've been to the house show in one of the most famous shows that uh, Tony was uh, working on a um, few years ago. No, I think like five, six years ago. I've been to this uh, show like many times. <laughs> this is one of the most uh, yeah famous in Vietnam and well, they tour also internationally. So I know to get and I get to know his name through the show first of all so my my company SLA designer we are one of the only one doing uh, design for performance space and theater so yeah this is also this uh, very small uh, environment about performing arts i think in vietnam who make us like to meet 
quite easily also. Yeah. Right. And I, I think also very, uh, of course, as, as uh, you know, that I'm working in a performing arts and theater uh, environment uh, around the world and presently also in Vietnam. And of course, to find someone like Suri or his company, SLA, you know, in Vietnam, that they have a solid knowledge about uh, how to build a theater and have a uh, exactly structure for uh, theater operations, you know, I think it's, it's very important nowadays because uh, we don't have enough theater. We have many old theater in, in, in big cities in Hanoi and Saigon, but it's the didn't work for many years. I think after the war, more or less, there are still some still very remaining, but it's not updated. So I think uh, the company and the work series put in our country at this moment, I think is very important. Yeah. All right, let's take a step back. And uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and then your individual projects so we have a better context now that we're digging into that. Maybe I can start about uh, about uh, me, Cyril. Uh, so in fact, I'm in Vietnam for almost six years now. So I was before traveling around, uh, doing some different kind of consulting also for scenography. You know, so everything linked to performance and also exhibition and lighting. I was in Thailand also three years. I spent three years in Thailand before to arrive in Vietnam. And um, I have a friend in Vietnam, actually, a Vietnamese guy who came back to Vietnam, who called me like, you should uh, maybe have a look because in Vietnam, there is a lake of uh, designers in this field also. And there is a, like a market, something to develop about it. So this is how I came uh, to Vietnam, actually, why I chose Vietnam. It was not randomly. Because, yes, I noticed that uh, this country should need some uh, more uh, project in uh, this uh, performing art industry. Yeah, so this is how I start in Vietnam. And um, also one of the difficulties um, in Vietnam is to find uh, people to work with you also in that field. Because there is no much uh, training about uh, this uh, spe specific design field. So... I gather today about 15 people around me that I train for many years now. Uh, they are architect or lighting designer and then uh, also some motion designer artists. So it's a very mixed uh, group of people, but they have uh, all the passion about yeah, performing arts and they are really willing to to do projects like that in Vietnam. Yeah. So since, um, I mean, for the past five years, we are... We develop, like, yes, as you said, 70 projects, but it's a lot of projects about lighting design, also creative lighting design. And in terms of theater, it's about 10 projects. So we developed 10 projects in Vietnam dedicated to performance. Um, but till today, only one is built, actually. This is for, for an American uh, developer. And we are still working on currently like four or five projects, ongoing projects, a bit slow. Um, but this is also why I met Tonley because it's also an interesting point that when you have someone calling you for, for a theater or a place to perform, they also wonder, okay, uh, I can invest to build this, but what, what's going to be inside? What is the content? And also, this is why some projects are very slow or even pending, because there, are, there is also a lake of productions in Vietnam. So this is how maybe Tonle can uh, talk now, because this is also why we met and why we worked together to go in front of uh, someone who want to do something and don't be worried about what is uh, you know the space and what's going to be inside because we come together and we can propose something like you not no need to be worried how to to operate your project Tonle, you you want to add something about this i introduced myself again i'm i'm Tuan Li and i was born in vietnam but i grew up in uh, germany actually so i i came to germany as a teen and then went to school for ballet and uh, circus arts there. And uh, I was performing in Vietnam already as a kid, but 
since I came to Berlin, so everything changed for me in terms of point of view of artistic and creation. So I've, I found where there is more ability, you know, like uh, my focus is about creating theatrical performances and creation that would have a big impact of a theater play more than just like a, a circus show or, or, or like a show itself, you know. And I use all the element in for from acrobat and music and scenography and choreography to create a world for the audience to enter to this world and imagine what it is. And it's not like like I think the majority of people when they come to see my show they don't they don't say like oh I just seen a circus show you know because there is more element in there than just a circus itself. And uh, 2012, I decided to, to, I visit Vietnam a few times. And 2012, I decided to go to Vietnam more or less. I don't, I, I don't uh, go back to Vietnam, actually, because from my childhood and I grew up in Europe. So I don't have much thing that I miss a lot. Because, and then I, I decided to come to uh, Vietnam because I, I see there is a big chance to create a system for theater in general at all here because there is no system at all. Um, uh, and that's theatrical performances could be built in this country. So I start with my overseas college, as you already say, with the Nguyen brother, who was a French Vietnamese, uh, old friends of mine. And we build an uh, artistic team first, and then we gather with a uh, local uh, investor financial investor to support us and um, also with our connections that we have uh, in France we was able to create our very first uh, creation that was premiere in Paris in 2009 and it was for us like uh, one of the most uh, very important milestones that one artistic creation from Vietnam uh, with Vietnamese artists and musicians and performer but produced by a French uh, producer, and we was able to play over almost like four years around France with that show. Yeah, and uh, throughout this last decade, we have an, uh, achieved uh, an identity for Vietnamese new circus. And I was lucky about that because as I came to visit before, I didn't see an identity for an artistic circus at all in Vietnam. Of course, there was like traditional circus. But there was no identity. And then um, the last 10 years, we were able to create uh, two more creations. Uh, and it's become like our own creation and investment also. I think this is like a very important step in Vietnam that we learn from the system in Europe and uh, uh, from all over the place that I have been living and working and that we bring it and we we set up the system that is working. And, uh, of course, we was playing uh, in uh, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, we received a very warm welcome, uh, not just from an audience, uh, but also from professional theater expertise around the world. So they recognize and they see that our work is very unique. And uh, we play at the Sydney Opera House, Oman Royal Opera House, National, all the national theater in France. Uh, at, at some of the venue, we had the chance to present our creations. Yeah, and uh, for for me, it's, we work every. Uh, for me, it's, I, I set my work every for every decades. You know, every ten years, I plan. So the the ten years with New World Script Vietnam, I think is 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 done, and I think it's good and. We should attempt, uh, establish it and ongoing at artistic creator and visionaire. And my goal is continue to build new format for performances that would create a new destination for local audience here. So I decided together with a young generation of potential creator of our country to, to build a brand new company that would have a vision for the upcoming decades. And again, that's live theatrical performance should be more developed with vision and combined with education. And of course, to collaborate with SLA and Syria, I think is very important 
that we have the same level of uh, uh, of thought and and understanding. You know that we know when we we put any subject uh, to discuss about, we can uh, envision already what it could be. And I think this is uh, I think is my story is now in Vietnam is for the next generation, and I would be more like a supervisor in the back, and I would take care that the generation would have also their their message, you know. It's a wonderful mission, and I think that uh, the question that I want to ask both of you, given that it's such a, like you said, there's not a lot of resources or sort of infrastructure there for a natural thriving arts scene. So for both of you, do people see that work in the arts, either being the creative aspect or the technical aspect, as a pathway for them in Vietnam? How do you find your performers? How do you find the people that you end up training, Cyril? How do you foster that within an environment that may pe- maybe people don't necessarily know that, you know, a life in the circus is a possibility? In the field of uh, this design, like we are designers, consultant designers, so yes, there is uh, a lake of uh, people with knowledge about this, of course. So, uh, yeah, I invest a lot of my time to train the, the young generation also in Vietnam. They have, also, of course, a background in design architecture, so more like uh, standard knowledge, but they evolve uh, uh, with me, uh, with this new knowledge that I bring here. I really love to teach also, so this is really great. So we integrate this in our studio. We have, uh, you know, workshops, some uh, training session. I mean, it's organized. It's uh, really, uh, it's not an official training from a school, but it's like this. It's even uh, better because it's a very limited group and they follow me for a few years now and they are designing real projects. So this is how I do internally. After that, we also collaborate with some other specialists when, you know, in terms of theater design, theater equipment, sometimes, of course, you need some other specialty, much more uh, technical or even engineers. So there, there, there is uh, some um, in Southeast Asia, so I can find also some people in Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong also, uh, China. Yeah, I have some connection in the, in the regions to complete my proposal and my design te- technically. And as theater designer, we also have to think about how the place is going to be operate. So this is also something that we connect with Tonley in terms of theater technicians. This is also another topic in Vietnam, the lake of uh, yeah people to manage the lights, the sound, uh, the reading equipment, all this uh, very specific knowledge is also something missing in Vietnam. I, I've, I've been uh, discussing with uh, different people around uh, the area and many uh, have the same idea we should create... Uh, a school or something to to train and to have more uh, local also with this uh, specific knowledge. Yeah. So this is what um, Tonley is doing, actually. He has his own crew uh, and they follow him uh, with all the equipment, the knowledge to operate. But internally in the place, each in fact, each project we have to design, we have to think about all this also. So the operation. The, so we bring uh, our... I mean, we advise our client, but of course, we are not the ones to provide the people. So after, we have to find some other professional that can train. So yeah, it's um, it's much more than uh, designing. It's also uh, make the project like real. It's why it's interesting. It's why I, I really enjoy to do that. Sometimes a bit, <laughs> a bit um, take times, a bit difficult. A lot of education uh, because also our our clients, investors, developers, they sometimes don't have the knowledge even about it. They don't really know what is a theater, what is it, what is behind the curtain, you know. This is some, something very, um, very often like, but behind the curtain, just, just, just a stage, right? So, you know, it's, uh, most, most of the things are behind the curtain. This is why it's magic. So, um, Tonley, what do you think about uh, also how you, how you find your crew, your performers in Vietnam is very interesting. Yes, I come back to to my first creations, you know, when I was still living uh, in Europe and uh, we came for a summer to Vietnam with uh, my co-creator and we uh, proposed to the Circus Arts School in Vietnam a project that we just share our knowledge and uh, our concept of working, 
you know. And then uh, we did a project for three weeks together. Everybody, we didn't audition and we didn't select any people. We want everyone who want to participate should participate with that project. And it was like a a, a, a very new and uh, big change and sometimes very strange for for Vietnam, you know, a system how we work, you know, because we split our time of our day very specific when, what we would do uh, and how, with whom, you know, and it was uh, like very uh, strange for the people here. And, uh, but after three weeks, uh, we have a very beautiful resort, uh, resort of this work. And, and for me, this, my way of building artistic is also to listen to the performer and see how they would interpret their message, you know. And this was very difficult back in the time in Vietnam because, of course, you, you, you should just follow whatever is written and you just do like more or less like a puppet, you know. And the performer didn't have their own message, their, their own voice, I would say, you know, in terms of uh, interpretations and stuff. And uh, it was a very nice and... and pleasant way for everyone who was participate and collaborate also that we also not doing uh, physically but we also sit down and discuss all the topics and all the matters that happen during the day you know and also give them the opportunity to find a solutions you know not that I have to find the solution what needs to be done you know and uh, it was a, a very uh, a new way and nowadays when we came to our production is more di a little bit more different because we have a very specific goal what we want to achieve and uh, however for me is also to create uh, all my production would have an international level you know and uh, of course the identity of what i see uh, through my eyes and through my heart and my soul that is the the interpretations that the audience uh, would uh, receive when they see the show. And uh, that counting a lot of hours of trainings, even after creation, when they, before the pandemic, so we was playing in the opera house around like, I think around 250 shows per year at the opera house. So we own more or less the opera house actually. So it's our, it, it's, I, I spend more time in the opera house in Saigon than at my home self. So, and uh, the artists, they come for training, you know, when they come to training, that they have their principal training and then they have their uh, run-through of their sequence or their acts, that's what you often say. And then that's, that need to be collaborate also with technicians, you know, with lighting, uh, technical sound technicians, you know, and everybody are working together. And I think it was a very beautiful time we had that, Everybody just wake up and they would just run to work and they know they have to work. They have to find uh, uh, maybe new technique. They have to, to clean up their, 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 their routine every day. And of course, at 6 o'clock, at 6 p.m., the curtain open and a lot of audience are watching them. So, um, and also the international tour also gives them also the opportunity to go overseas and feel how our uh, international audience would appreciate their work a lot. Uh, but uh, it's also the question of consistency, you know, and uh, develop uh, year by year. And we also discuss with all the department, you know, even in uh, uh, ticket sale, even technical department, artistic department, uh, acrobatic, and if also like a backup team you know for the upcoming when the artists are getting older so it's, it's kind of a, I think we built a very nice system for almost the last 10 years in Vietnam and for by themselves the performer and the worker in our company they already enjoy and and they know that their hard work is paying off because of the result of, of our productions yeah and how do you see this uh, moving forward in your new uh, productions and how the Vietnamese audiences have grown to it and the performers themselves? 
Well, I think, I think, uh, like I say, you know, after um, I think we was playing since 2012 to the pandemic, it's almost like eight, nine years. Anyhow, we have created a, a new habit also for local audiences, you know, and experts people like, uh, like Sirius say he went to my show a few times. So that means there are not a, a lot of choices in Vietnam in general and in the big city at all that anyone could go anywhere to see theater performances, you know. Our main guest was also like overseas and with the, we're working with the tourism, you know, with a lot of uh, international people to come. But I think when the country was locked down a little bit, we were still playing when it was not a big uh, big lockdown, you know. There was, uh, in, the in the audience room, there was almost like 98% of Vietnamese audience. So they, there is already a great uh, need and habit for Vietnamese audience that they, they would come to theater and, of course, they would pay the ticket and come sit down and watching the show. And I think this is uh, very important. And I continue to... Uh, work on this and maybe to uh, expand to a, a new format, you know, maybe not just in theater, but in also in uh, new locations. And that's what I'm, we are working right now with SLA and Siri right now for our new upcoming projects. Yeah, exactly. This is um, for Tonle after these 10 years in Vietnam, I think he really set up a, a new level uh, in terms of uh, performance quality. And yes, now the Vietnamese audience is also looking at it. Uh, I've been, uh, during the pandemic, uh, there is no tourist in Vietnam. I've been again to the show with my team, and yeah, it was fulfilled. The opera house is always full. And uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, Sometimes I also want to organize some visit, you know, for the opera, for my team to understand the construction, the, the stage house and everything. And when you call the opera, they tell you, yes, uh, ask Tonley, got the keys, you know, because they they really run the opera, actually. <laughs> You're always there. And uh, it's uh, very, so it, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they already, they already have a good, very big impact on the um, performing arts environment in Vietnam, also in Hanoi. Yeah? We are talking about Ho Chi Minh City, but they also perform in Hanoi uh, permanently. So yes, this, this step now, what we are doing together is to, so combine uh, uh, a new typology of theater with uh, a performance from uh, Wobniar and Tonley. So we are working currently on two different projects. And this is also what is very interesting when someone wants, uh, okay, uh, I want to have a place with a performance. So we also bring a new solution of uh, theater, a very specific typology with a specific performance. Uh, uh, going to be the perform inside this place. So we have one... Uh, project in the north of Vietnam right now, in the mountain. Actually, this is uh, famous for the rice field, you know, the steps, uh, mountain rice fields. So here we are designing a, a semi-open air uh, theater, like amphitheater, actually, facing the mountain. So it's going to be um, very specific with a specific performance. And another one in uh, Hoi An, which is also a very touristic area, more famous for the for the city, for the, you know, the heritage. And here we are more uh, developing something similar to a cabaret, like, uh, like a review show performance, combining uh, gastronomy and performance. So it's two different, very different typology and also very uh, new uh, in Vietnam. And we are really uh, expecting that these two uh, projects, they are not big, uh, you know, it's 300 seats and uh, 200 seats. It's not the scale, but this is more in terms of, um, yeah, to, to trying to, you know, uh, pass a new step also and showing people here what we can do with uh, performing arts, not only the classic uh, opera and uh, ballet, and because there is also this uh, type of performance in Vietnam, very classic Western performance. So this is part of the education also to... Uh, demonstrate that you can uh, enjoy and uh, feel emotion with another type of performance. So this is uh, in, pro in progress right now. 
for those who haven't seen any kind of work of yours timely or even yours, Cyril, what would you sort of describe as, say, the identity of the arts? You you said there was more traditional um, performances and stuff in Vietnam, but when you talk about the cabaret, is it the cabaret as I would imagine the cabaret to be or what is the nuance in in Vietnam or the the identity or the flavour that comes into arts because it's particularly produced in Vietnam, is there is there a way to describe that without seeing it? Well, I think I think of course when uh, I create any of my new creation, uh, like I share many times, you know, is the tradition is the foundation that I can be creative, you know. But I don't uh, retell uh, any tradition story at all, even in my previous shows, you know. I just take this as the foundation that I can be creative and to build a language that would have no border at all. You know, if you are uh, a guest from Hong Kong, uh, from Las Vegas, who's come to Vietnam, you you could also enjoy the show without any uh, script translations, you know. It's about the interpretation of uh, emotions that would share with you any message or story without maybe more the feeling than understanding, you know, and this is also my main main part of my creative uh, work uh, in general. But again, so in Vietnam, we have like uh, 54 ethnic, you know, and uh, wherever we create the show, we of course will, will take the, the identity of this location, of these people, of, of their culture and their harvest, you know, to integrate into the show. And that's, again, also is a non-verbal language uh, uh, explanation, but more than an artistic with uh, visual, with uh, acrobatic, with dancing, with music, and all all the things become like a a dream that you can just watch uh, a dream uh, uh, in live action. Yeah. Yeah, this this is also what is um, I think very interesting to collaborate with Tonle in Vietnam about this uh, specificity for each uh, region and the ethnic. So this project I was talking about in Sapa, for example, we we spent few days together with Tonle uh, on site, visiting the site, of course, but also uh, to meet the the local uh, uh, communities there, uh, visit the village and. Meet a bit, meet some people also from the ethne. So for this kind of project, I think it's very interesting because, of course, it's a lot of inspirations for me, even for the space design, for the theater atmosphere, for the material. So the story uh, from the performance going to be also translate into the the space, and uh, I think it's also something very unique for that in that way. It's not an imported uh, theater model uh, that we built in Vietnam because there is this, uh, of course, this um, aspect of theater design in Vietnam. Like, okay, we just want a theater the same as uh, this place. But so what we are trying to do is now to create something like from Vietnam with uh, with the culture and uh, bring a story from the country also. So it's very respectful and involved uh, a lot of people uh, who are maybe not used to work in this field, but they finally discover things uh, from my team, from from the client side, from the people, local people. So it's um, really uh, interesting to be at the beginning of, uh, you know, uh, a full environment around performing arts because it's involved many people, actually. But slowly, step by step, is uh, this is what we are doing with Tonley. And in a way, there's a, interestingly for you that there's a lot of French history in Vietnam as well. You know that that's that's kind of a combination of both of the cultures that uh, you've immersed yourself in, Cyril. Exactly. Yeah. This is um, yeah French history in Vietnam. Bon, the, the Opera House we are talking about has been built by uh, during the French uh, time in in Vietnam. Huh? So of course it's a kind of uh, you know similar to the. Opera Garnier in Paris, uh, smaller, of course. So me also as a French uh, architect, uh, scenographer, yes, yeah, sometimes I have uh, also the problem to explain, yeah, but we, we I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to build a new uh, classic uh, opera house. Uh, 
it's completely different what we are doing now. Uh, it's uh, very, uh, I'm very interested in heritage uh, theater, of course. I would also even promote to renovate these uh, two, both opera in Hanoi and Saigon in a, in a new way. Bon, this is uh, about the part of my um, speech also about theater and design in Vietnam. But yeah, it's true, the, the French, uh, the French in Vietnam is not uh, something like uh, insignificant, I would say. Yes, it's, it's important. Uh, I've been uh, trained in France, of course. I, I also work in France on theater design. So I have also this um, knowledge I bring from France to Vietnam, to my team in Vietnam. And what is very interesting for me is always uh, the combination to combine my, my culture with what I can get from from uh, Asia, from Vietnam. Do you want to, both of you, uh, expand a little bit on that since you both have been uh, trained and lived in Europe and then moved to Vietnam and how your experiences merge and then you somehow distill what you want to say from or keep from one and keep from the other and work on your own language? For artistic creation and production in general, I think it's wherever I, I went to and live and work before, you know, I always notice and and be aware of what is working and it is kind of missing in our country in Vietnam still nowadays is like the infrastructure and the system, like I say. And uh, of course, I I also cannot just put it exactly the system what I have been learned in Germany to do it in Vietnam because of the culture are very differently of the people who work here and also in the way of explanations also I think this is very important to find good and creative way to explain but also to share with people uh, why it's like that and what should we do now here you know and we don't take exactly the concept and system but of course in terms of uh, there there are also some uh, some major part of a system of uh, theatrical that we still have to follow you know there is no other way you know and of course there is some in for vietnamese people i think there is a, a kind of very interesting part is uh, like I, when i working with performer here they are more or less like a quite a newborn Chai, more or less, you know, they are very fresh and kind of not naive, but like very like like a little kids, you know, where, when they are working with me. And this is which is very beautiful, I, 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 I have to say. And uh, when when you get close to them and you know them and they trust you, so they, they just tell like how they feel. And sometimes their feelings is also very beautiful. And I, I also added even to the show itself because I don't have to think up something and create something because this poorness is already so so beautiful that I can use in 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 my show uh, and I think it's always interesting even the last 10 years you know with different production we have been working and and uh, I can find this uh, uh, poorness of people here in terms of their trust and my trust to them also And um, for me, is I'm not a political defense, but I think it's over, very important that the artist and the performer they would have their message and their voice somehow, and it's just not working like on the script written from A to Z, and that's just they follow. And this is, let's keep also the show live after many years, you know, and we modify the show and change the show in terms of our discussions together. And we came up together with a new idea and with a new subjects. And that's also, these subjects also matters to the performer themselves. I think in terms of your design, we, I mean, you say that you'll, you'll take it from, um, what's the one thing that fascinates me, side note, is that both with creative people and design people, you have this tenacity to observe the world very thoroughly no matter where you're going, right? So from a design perspective, you're looking at architecture, architecture and lines and shapes and from a performance perspective, you're looking at, at human behaviour and body movement and uh, cultural actions and things like that, which is then food for your 
creativity, whether you take from it or or reject it, depending on on all of that. I think you've kind of already answered the question a little bit that you you, you like that juxtaposition between France and um, uh, and Vietnam. But are there any other influences in your design? You know, I think something with design, particularly something you might dance around with a little bit, is okay. I want to honour Vietnamese architecture or Vietnamese design without being cliche, right, and too kitsch, or I don't want to move too far away from from honouring that and doing something too. How do you how do you approach that when when you've got all that influence and you and you're trying to nail it in terms of something that's either respectful but um, serving the purpose of the design that you're doing? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. Uh, what, what I explained to my team and also my client how, how I design, it's a bit like, uh, like a chef, you know. You go to a garden, you have your ingredients there. You pick your ingredients. So I pick some uh, traditional uh, materials, traditional construction techniques, uh, but not uh, a photo, you know, of a reproduction of something, but more about really going much more deeper. Sometimes it's just the details, uh, connection between two pieces of woods, for example, uh, how they build their traditional house. I'm going to use this detail to design my 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 my, my theater in a, with this detail. But the shape is completely different. The shape is more about first of all about the the movement, as you said. Yes, we discuss a lot with Tonley about the performers' movement. So my job is also to allow most most of the movement as possible in the theater for the performance, for the audience. And in terms of um, what I'm interested in, it's not so much the shape, but more the perception of what is going to be built there. So it's more about uh, how to tell a story through this physical construction. It's, I don't even call it an architecture. It's more like an installation. It's not. A, I don't have any style uh, in my design. It's also something like always come on the table. What is your style? I don't have any style. It depends. The style is a style from the from the environment, from the site, from the from the story, even from my client's story. I really like to understand why uh, the, my client came to this idea to have a theater. So for this one in Sapa, he spent maybe one hour telling his story, how he met the. Uh, the ethnic, blah blah blah. Bon. I use that in uh, in, the, in the design itself uh, when he explained that he entered the house completely dark and something very impressive in the middle, like a monster. So when you enter in the theater, you have this impression too: a dark area with a fire in the middle, a real fire. This is what we are doing for this project. So finally. Um, I, I let also the the audience, the visitors, to interpret. Uh, this design as they can imagine it. I, I try to even not uh, create a strong storyline, but it's a bit blurry. Yes, depends your culture also, you can interpret it. So for example, the client who, is, who knows, of course, very well about the local culture, he sees something very clearly about the ethnic uh, costume pattern in the design. Yes, it's inspired a bit by this, but some orders who doesn't know the, so much about the local uh, culture, they can see something else. So this is what uh, I'm trying to, to reach in all uh, our design to tell s- stories. Yeah. So there's nothing uh, classic or if it's classic, it's very intentional to bring uh, just a piece uh, or like, um, like a, a small story in the big story. In terms of traditional, also, uh, we don't try to mimic the, the environment, but uh, we use as much as possible the local resources. So, of course, there is something local, but in another way, not in terms of uh, design and shapes. Hmm. What is the thing you like the most about your job, guys? I like most about my jobs. I think um, at some point I didn't see is as a, a job, just like a job. This is like a part of my life, you know, to be a creator and be a visionary, you know. And uh, I share also, uh, for example, why I decided to come to Vietnam because my first visit, I, I was very 
uh, amazed and I was very touched because of uh, the the landscape uh, in 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 my country. Uh, and I love the nature and the landscape. And then after that, I met people, and uh, uh, and I was touched also by the human connection here, the way how they react to you, the how way they 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 treat you. And of course, uh, to be a theatrical creator is for me, like I say all the time, you know, the moment when the audience enter into the theater uh, and into the house and the uh, uh, house light will go dark. And that's the moment where my artistic dream can be presented within one or two hours, you know. And we, I guide the audience into a completely another and different and sometimes it's surreal world that they can have different moments of their emotions. And after the show, you know, they would say like, yes, oh, it's uh, beautiful and, and life is beautiful and can be more discovered. And this emotion can help them to the next day for, for the upcoming days to have a better idea for themselves, you know, how to live in this world and be aware of the uh, beautiful of imaginations of any one of us. Yeah, for me as a, yeah, as a French guy in, in Asia, it's why I'm here also because I, I need to, to discover new things always. So I'm really fulfilled with my job right now because each project is so much uh, new element new people new information new landscape so this might it's my pleasure to always uh, <laughs> come back to zero okay i don't know anything here let's do something and i really like this challenge and when it's done of course this is a great pleasure to to feel like okay i did something here and it seems good because people enjoy it and uh, it's really uh, magical for me at this moment <laughs> yes and on the flip side, because we always ask that question, if there's anything that you could change something from your job or the industry, what would it be? I would say, like, here we should have more performance destinations, you know, uh, for the community and for social life in general. And even the more we're struggling with any kind of nature catastrophe or even the COVID at the moment, you know, the more we will need those performances to give people hope for the better time would come anytime, you know. And I would say, like, uh, creating more habits for people to go to theater regularly, you know. And uh, I regard the theater as the greatest of all art forms, you know, the most immediately way in which a human being can share with others the sense of what it is to be a human being, you know. I think this is a, it's a beautiful spot and, and, and destination that people should go, you know. They're just not going just to see something what happened on the stage. But in the moment they go in the auditorium or the place, you know, they meet people, they discuss. And after the show, they will also discuss and, and share their thoughts about. And this is, I think, is a beautiful social life and communications, you know. I think uh, it sh should be... Uh, fix better soon, you know, and order that, which is like that, you know, I think, of course, talking with you uh, with uh, online is also very nice. We can exchange information, but the when you really meet in person is a completely different environment and uh, and it should be continued like that. Yeah, for, for me, what, it's not really about my job, but about the environment in Vietnam. Yes, uh, we I would dream about to have more su more support for the production mostly because the production are the, the heart of the theater. My my design is an empty shell without anything inside. It has no meaning. So it's more about how to find a way to support, you know, financially, even from government, from Ministry of Culture, because this is also the big difference between my country, France, where government support a lot the performing art performers technician is why we have so much uh, companies production and uh, keep them alive even during a pandemic in vietnam uh, it's fully private so yes during this last pandemic it was also a big issue for for the productions and for the few productions so yes something to change is this is how we can find a way or maybe it's more 
higher level like UNESCO or something like that, trying to support also the performing art, the living uh, heritage, not only the monument, <laughs> something more also human and present. Yes. Amazing. And you know what? I can't wait for the world to open up so we can come and see some of your work over there that's not too far away from where I am now, but still borders are closed. Um, just before we finish up, where could our audience sort of find more information about you guys? Um, you have websites that, we, that you can share with us? We'll put them in the links. Yes, you can go on our website, sledesigners.com, and from there you will have all the connection to our uh, social media and uh, email, everything, sledesigners.com. Wonderful. Antoine Lee? Okay, right now uh, you can see my previous production uh, through uh, loonproduction.com. These are the new Nouveau Cirque uh, production you can find there, and uh, hopefully the sketcher would be coming up very soon and uh, uh, in the future I think in a year or something you will discover the new collaboration between SLA and Bopnia also uh, with two new uh, destinations and creation projects. Uh, we don't have the website yet but uh, we will update you as soon as we have. Wonderful. Yeah. And we, we invite exciting. you, we invite you of course, in a, maybe in a year or something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Let us know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank Anna. you for the conversation. It was truly wonderful. We would love to hear from you, our listeners, on who you would like us to feature on this podcast or what topics fascinate you. There is a link in our podcast description where you can send us your requests and guest nominations. Theatre Art Life provides regular monthly webinars and podcast episodes for free. If you have the means, donations can be made via a link in the podcast notes. We would be thankful for any support you can give us. You can learn more about Theatre Art Life, the global media site for entertainment, at www.theatreartlife.com. And you can follow us on all social media platforms. We want to thank David Sire for composing the music for our podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna, and this is the Theatre at Life podcast.